Damaged is a digital, psychological thriller and interactive experience about a young man who tries to unravel the mystery of a local gang and their connections to a serial killer called The Wolf. It's much more than that, though. Damaged is, uh, there's a lot of moving parts to this. And to talk about those moving parts, we have uh, two of the creators of it. Richard Rotter is here. Nice to see you. Nice to see you too, Richard. And uh, Stefan Grambart is here. So let's talk, first of all, about what Damaged is. What's the story behind Damaged? That's the top line. I just gave you a quick little uh, rundown of what it is. But what can people expect when they when they tune in? Sure. Yeah. I mean, um, Damaged is a 12-part web series that follows a young, brash man um, named Michael Craven who um, comes across a woman who's been attacked. And then he begins investigating a bit further and, um, as you mentioned, starts to realize that there's much deeper connections. There's a bit of a web going on that all kind of lead back to this serial killer who had tormented um, Toronto about 15 years ago um, and um, seems to be lurking in the shadows, if you will. Um, and, um, yeah, it's this really incredible immersive experience that we tried to tell a bit of a noir story here in Toronto, mm-hmm. um, on a low budget. And, um, we think like it, it turned out beautifully. Um, we've managed to find the grimy underbelly of Toronto, which is hard to find in a city that's filled with condos now. And, and construction. Yeah. <laughs> yes, yeah, yeah. Yes, all the really grimy is. bits have a crane sitting on them. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We managed to avoid all the cranes in Toronto. Um, um, and it, that was really fun to kind of like have a different side to Toronto altogether, told through this, the the perspective of this one guy as he's trying to figure out and, what and, exactly is happening. And this show is heard across the country, though. So it, it, if you're not familiar with the city, it doesn't matter. No. Yeah, yeah exactly. I mean, matter. and to be honest, we don't ever say Toronto. Yeah. But if you were to see, you know, there's some of the landscapes and shots, you know it's Toronto. We kind of played Toronto just yeah, to yeah. be any city. So And, and Stefan, you are the sort of immersive end of this. That's so you right. use the word immersive here. Yes. And so let's let's find out, let's explore that a little bit. So we've got a, a neo-noir story. Mm-hmm. There's a bad guy called the wolf. How do you, do, do you interact with this? Absolutely. Uh, how does this work? So it, it, because this is what makes Damaged different than virtually every other thing that's out there right now. Yeah, the idea is that um, you have the linear episodes where you watch the story from beginning and kind of like any traditional television show. Yeah. Uh, but we're dealing with a mystery. We're dealing with some kind of crime that needs to be solved. Uh, so we saw an opportunity to uh, bring the audience and bring the fans in on that investigation. So there's actually a parallel story where you are helping the characters from the show in their investigation. And you do that through a website um, uh, that's basically designed to look like a desktop of one of the characters from the show. So you're going through the same clues that they find in the episodes. You actually have to watch the episodes to um, accumulate cl- clues. Right. So there's a lot of back and forth between the two. But this isn't like Bandersnatch, the the mm-hmm. recent show that, that you were able to choose the, the direction in which the story was going to go individually. Yeah. This is a different thing than that. Yeah, that's different. Um, so what you're talking about with Bandersnatch is essentially a branching narrative. Yeah. And one of the issues that um, as producers we have with branching narrative is that you, you're creating a lot of content that the audience never sees. Yeah, because you're creating, it, like, in some cases, probably hours of content that most people oh, will yeah. never see. Hours, yeah. yeah, so yeah. if you're creating a, a half-hour uh, episode, you might be creating over an hour and 20 minutes of, yeah. of content. Uh, and that's really inefficient. Um, so what we wanted to do was create a similar experience, but in a way that we're not w- wasting content 
essentially. Well, well yeah, mm-hmm. and and here's the thing. So Bandersnatch comes out, and this is a little mm-hmm. offshoot of what we're going to be talking about. That's offshoot talk, here. Yeah, yeah. We'll be talking about damage, <laughs> but Bandersnatch comes out, and and the initial articles were like, "Ooh, this is going to change the way that we watch television because mm-hmm. people will be able to choose their own uh, storyline and 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 create their own thing." And a number of people that I know tried it, and we're like, oh, I don't know. I got lost. I wanted to be told a story, not be the person in charge of, of pushing the story where it needs to go. Mm-hmm. Video games do that. I get that. It's a different thing because you're you're involved mm-hmm. physically mm-hmm. with the, the game. On television, it's a little different. It but that's a, that's a good comparison. I mean, uh, games have not supplanted television or film. No. Nope. And I don't think they ever would because we, we crave those And you say this as someone who is oh, yeah. firmly immersed in that world. Absolutely. Yeah. And I yeah. mean... Uh, it has its place, right? Mm-hmm. I, I like my games and I like my shows and they're separate, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, they're completely different experiences right. ultimately. Yeah. Well, you, it's funny. You talk about wasted content and the idea that, you know, there's a lot of stuff that nobody ever sees. Uh, we had Sam Maggs in here a little while ago and Sam is a video game writer and she was telling me uh, about the, uh, the, the, the hundreds of thousands of words. So she had just written a book and she said, okay, my book is uh, 60,000 words. The video game I just wrote is over a million. Oh yeah. And it's easy. because there, <laughs> because of the way, you know, that these things offshoot. And if you, if you choose to go left, well, there's a whole other story sitting over there for you. So it's a much different thing. Yeah. I think also too, like audiences like to know what to expect yeah. in terms of how long that experience is going to be a contained experience. Right. And I had similar uh, chats with some of my friends who, with Bandersnatch, they wanted to watch a film. They wanted to watch yeah. a show, and they didn't finish it. They, I think they got half an hour in. They're like, I don't know when this, this thing is going to end. I think it's supposed to be capped. It could actually go till two hours, I think, is what they were saying. But, yeah, my friends just kind of got lost and were like, this bores mm-hmm. me. I don't really want – this isn't the experience I wanted. So, yeah, yeah. So essentially what, we're, what we've tried to do with, with Damaged is give you the best of both worlds. Yeah. If you w- sat down and you watched the linear episodes, you would get a complete story mm-hmm. uh, and you could be done with it. Uh, but if you want to have a, a deeper story, you could then also either simultaneously do the a digital experience or, you know, after you're done the, the watching the episode, you could then start with the digital experience. Right. Was this always the plan with this or did it did – it sort of grow out of, you know, you, you start shooting and think, oh, you know, it'd be cool. No, this is always the plan. And I think it, it had to be kind of always part of the plan as well in terms of like the funding that we reached out to. Um, but also just, I mean, you know, Stefan and I, when I was kind of focusing my energies on figuring out the linear story, we had to be working in tandem to make sure that whatever was happening in the narrative was equally going to be mm-hmm. properly planned out in right. the the digital experience as well. Because we ran into a couple moments. I think there was even a one point halfway through the, yeah. the we were shooting, and he picked up on something. He was like, "Oh wait, that doesn't work in my in my gaming experience." And if you work, you know, if this is actually how it's going to play out in the narrative, then we have a big problem and we actually had to make a big, a quick switch. Um, so so the, the technology was driving the plot in some ways? Uh, for, for in that one instance? In that one instance. I think they were just working in tandem and, we, and they were driving certain certain parts of it. Yeah. But we had to we had to be like in close communications. To yeah, sure and I would up. say it's less of a, of a, a um, plot being driven by tech or vice versa. I mean, it was more an issue of scheduling. Mm-hmm. You know, right. I mean, <laughs> we, needed to, we needed to put out an entire linear series and an entire interactive game 
in the, at the same time. Yeah. And, and Richard and I were working in tandem, but also remotely. Yes. Yeah. So uh, uh, it's it's essentially just a lot of of uh, juggling. Yeah, it's mm-hmm. all like everything in life. It's about scheduling. Exactly. It's just about scheduling. I'm speaking with Richard Roderick, director of Damaged and Stefan Grambard. What's your official title on this? Multimedia on this guru, game designer. Game I guess. designer. Yeah. yeah. I like guru in guru there. Is guru is good though. Guru is always good. So, uh, and you can see. We'll tell you where you can see this, but it's available now to stream as a 12-part digital series on Blue Ant Media's T plus E YouTube platform. Uh, the series will also premiere as three uh, half-hour miniseries on the uh, T and E Linear Specialty Channel. Uh, and so there's lots of lots of ways to see this, but we'll get more detail. Uh, and if you want to follow it on Instagram, it's Damage to the Series. That's on Facebook and Twitter. You you, you nailed down that uh, <laughs> that that uh, that. Uh, uh, name tag. So, um, is this sort of more the future? Do you think of the way that entertainment's going to go? That there has to be uh, a number of avenues, use them or not, because it used to be there was you know a, a book and or a film, and then there'd be a tie-in novel or something mm-hmm. like that. H- has the the multimedia experience replaced the tie-in novel? I think in some ways it has. Um, you know, going into pitches these days, there's there's always a request. So how are you going to access our audiences right. through social media? Right. How are you going to build an experience beyond just the show? Um, and so... Have you ever attempted to say, but the show's going to be really good? <laughs> They'll say, I'm sure it is. So what else do you have for us? Um, you know, and I think it's one of those things that this, you know, the, the, the game design um, that was designed by Stefan is just one kind of like yeah. element. I think they're they're looking for just different ways to create new experiences, to grab people, like what Bandersnatch did. Choose Your Own Adventure isn't new. It's yeah. been done in web series and other shows and the books. Dude, books, yeah. The, you know, when I was a kid, I was reading them um, back in Ottawa. Me um, too. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and they were great. And, you know, so I kind of have an issue with how people are framing this. It's like, it's this whole new revolutionary way of experiencing right. um, shows. Um it's great that Black Mirror did this, but it's not new. Um, it's just, a, but it's a new experience for people. I think that they've kind of put into the mainstream. Yeah, I mean, there. I remember the movie Clue came out, and it oh, had three yeah. different endings. And uh, William Castle, the great film producer, William Castle. I think it was the movie The Tingler. Uh, there were uh, two endings. One the hero dies and one the hero lives and he had the audience vote on it and of course they never voted to kill the hero <laughs> and so the rumor was that there was never a, 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 there was no real option just every audience voted yeah keep right. the, like let, let him live mm. and so that was the only actual ending that they had but it was interactive to a, to a certain extent mm-hmm. yeah as speaking to you as to whether or not it's the future of, yeah. of this type of media um I've, I've spent a lot of time, like the last 10 years, uh, designing these types of experiences uh, as marketing campaigns, as right. digital marketing ca- campaigns for entertainment properties. Um, and they've gotten more and more sophisticated. So it used to be enough to have, well, we have a website for our show where you can we can read bios on characters yeah, yeah. and we have a Twitter account where we tell you when it's airing. Uh, it's just not enough. That marketing type of stuff doesn't interest the audience anymore. And when we come back, we'll pick up uh, on that. I want to find out more about that. What do audiences want now? Because it seems to me that it's changing 
all the time. It, it, every day there's something new uh, that, that we've decided what audiences want. So let's find out. And we'll do that with Stefan Grambart, the uh, uh, tech guru behind Damaged, and Richard Rotter, the director of this show, uh, which is a psychological thriller and interactive experience. We'll tell you more about it and where you can see it and all that stuff uh, when we come back. Stay with us. Welcome back. We're spending the hour talking about Damaged. It's a digital psychological thriller uh, and we've told you a little bit about what it's about, uh, but it's about a young man who tries to unravel the mystery of a local gang and their connection to a serial killer called The Wolf. In studio, I have the director of the series, Stephen Gr uh, Richard Rotter is the director. Stephen Grambart is taking care of the, the, the tech side of this, the, the interesting immersive uh, end of this. And we were just talking before we left mm -hmm. about how you've spent a decade working... Uh, creating experiences online for yeah. movies and, and things like that. And it is no longer enough to have a Twitter account that just says, watch my show, 8.30, Saturday night. You can't do that anymore. Well, yeah. you can. You can. But it's not enough. The, the issue is that it gets lost in the noise. There's so much of that type of advertising online, and there's so many other more interesting things happening online that, that yeah. you can't compete. Um, and if you think about our uh, audiences for, for film and television, they're getting much more versed in the types of um, franchises and uh, um, stories that allow for this type of um, larger world building mm -hmm. online. And uh, people accept it too. You oh know, yeah. That, that's, you know, we talked earlier about how, you know, the, 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 the whole kind of thing of, of something being immersive, it's not exactly new, you know, mm -hmm. but, uh, but people now I think are willing, because of video games, are willing to sort of literally immerse themselves in things a little mm -hmm. bit more than maybe they were 10 years ago. Yeah, and I mean, I have this philosophy that I call the ask, and it's essentially, you know, what are we asking our audience to right. do, and is the reward up to that ask? Uh, and it's always a challenge with a new series. Yeah. You're essentially dealing with characters that the audience doesn't know and a story they haven't heard yet. So they don't know. They have no idea if they're going to, to be interested or get invested into this, yeah, yeah. Into this uh, series, especially since so many series these days are canceled after one or two seasons. Mm -hmm. So, you know, people say, is it worth my time? There's hundreds of other shows I could be watching. Uh, so it's difficult to sort of ramp up that marketing pre-pilot. Um, but in the last 10 years, I've noticed that that ask has become much easier with our audiences. Um, they're willing to do more and they're willing to just have a good experience regardless of, of whether or not they know the characters. It's interesting to me what's happened online because in the early days of the internet, I thought, wow, this is this is amazing. We have the entirety of of human knowledge, not really, but kind of, sort of, in front of us. We can find out about anything that we want, uh, and this will make us all broad-minded, interesting, mm. and, and interested people. And it hasn't exactly worked out that way. It's worked out to be, I think, much more of a niche thing. If you are uh, into death metal, you don't necessarily use the internet for much else other than to find out about death metal. If you're, it hasn't broadened us in the ways that I thought that it might. Yeah, it's, um, I think what it does is empowers niches, right? right? So, uh, especially for, uh, for entertainment properties, if you have a very specific market that you want to go after, it's, it would, would have been difficult, if not impossible to a find those people or have those people find you. Yeah. Um, but now, um, like-minded individuals gather online and, uh, and they can, uh, 
share and spread content. I mean, for better and or for worse. Yeah. So. <laughs> now, we're speaking about Damaged. It is a 12-part digital psychological thriller. You can find it online. It's on YouTube. Just, I think if you go to damagetheseries.com, you'll find out pretty much everything mm-hmm. you need to do. But it's on YouTube, thewolflives.com. The HowardCondos.com. There's lots of places to find this. YouTube.com slash TETV as yeah. well. Yep. So there, there's lots of places to find it. <clears throat> Tell me, when you're pitching this around, something mm-hmm. like this, and you're pitching, pitching it as a digital series rather than a more traditional network series or something like that, mm-hmm. are there challenges involved in that? Do people uh, – uh, is the wall collapsing between online content and, and other kinds of, of – Content. Yeah, I think that um, for the longest time, web series kind of had a stigma about it. Uh, I think that it was uh, frowned upon, wasn't seen as in ter- terms of having the same production well, quality. Because it's new. It is. Yeah. It is. I mean, it is and it isn't. Web series have been kind of been around, but maybe not in the same um, arena mm-hmm. as they are now. I mean, like YouTube's coming out with quite good content. Yeah, yeah. Um, now and like has a lot of production value and whatnot, and they're just seeing that there's a market here that people are starting to watch all of their content on smaller devices. Um, and how are you going to get to that to them? Through YouTube yeah. and, and web series and stuff like that. And I think, I mean, one thing that we tried to do too with this web series, seeing, building off of the experiences that people were finding with um, shows like How to Make a, or Making a Murder, mm-hmm. and Serial, for instance, which, you know, I don't know, especially that first episode of Serial when it came out um People were talking about it. Oh, oh, like, you know, who was it? They're trying to figure it out for themselves. And I think what we tried to build off of, too, is creating a linear narrative and then giving people the opportunity to actually then do some clue finding and solving themselves to build off of that experience that they found in Making a Murder, um, which, you know, was super popular. Yeah, and you could even take that back, I would say, all the way to uh, the 90s and X-Files. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, which yeah. to me was the first show that actually did that, that, that sort of sea story where um, there was an overarching mystery, you know, from from season to season that mm-hmm. was slowly getting solved, mm-hmm. and and uh, I, I think that really changed um, a lot of television. And why is it? Do you think that because we talk about serial, we talk about making the murder, we, it damaged is a is a is a murder mystery thing? Why are people so fascinated by this? Why are they so fascinated? Ooh, Why is voice. Dateline <laughs> yeah. one of the most, you know, highly rated shows on well, Friday because, nights? Because I think that like in our normal, in our own lives, like what do we seek out? We seek right. out new experiences. We seek out um, different experiences. And I think that in our own lives, like we're not surrounded by mystery. We're not surrounded by murders, but we're able to experience those in a safe way. Um, and I think that's titillating. I think that's exciting for people. And especially, you know, the idea of being able to solve something before mm-hmm. the answer is given to them. I think that is a, is, is a, is an experience that people like really readily seek out. Well, I think that's the, what explains the, the enormous success of so many horror films is what Alfred Hitchcock said about them was people want to feel scared in a place that they feel safe. Exactly. And right. you go to the movie theater, you feel safe, you're surrounded by people, it's dark, it's warm, and you're being you're getting you're still getting that adrenaline rush without having a masked killer chase you down the street <laughs> yeah. with a machete, exactly. you know. Uh, when we come back, we continue the conversation with Stefan Grambart and Richard Rotter. We're talking about damaged. It's a digital psychological thriller that you will see and enjoy. And then you can extend the experience 
by going online and uh, searching for clues and, and kind of being a part of the thing. Uh, so stay with us. We'll continue the conversation. Uh, when we come back, I want to talk about how you create continuity across, uh, you know, so many uh, platforms. Stay with us. Welcome back. Damaged. It's a digital psychological thriller and interactive experience that you can enjoy online. You'll find it at damagedtheseries.com. It's on YouTube, uh, thewolflives.com. There's loads of places to see it. Follow it on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter at Damaged the Series. And then on Twitter, it's just Damaged Series without the the. I don't know why that's a... Uh... Was there another damage to the series that uh, was already on Twitter? I'm not sure. I'm not yeah, sure. You're have to ask her well, exactly. You're going to have to look into <laughs> actually, that. Actually, you know what? I think there actually was. I think there was one from well, India. Well, there was a show. Oh. No, I actually think there was a oh, damage wow. series from India that I think when we were figuring out the titles right. um, and we realized, I don't think we're going to, there's any issue with cross-pollination in audiences. Well, so. there, there's a lot going on here. So you've got uh, a murder mystery story. Uh, that you can then go online and, and, and sort of add to the experience. And, you know, I don't know how you, I don't know how films and television shows get made anyway. There's so many moving parts to, to creating a half an hour or an hour of television or a 90 minute film. Uh, then you add on this, which isn't simply a marketing tool. This is something that is closely connected with the plot. The website that you go to isn't just, uh, here's my bio of the actors, and here's that. There's a lot going on with it. So you guys had to work together closely, I would mm -hmm. imagine. Tell, describe the experience of what that was like. Wow. Okay. <laughs> it's uh, it's and you a have two minutes. Do it in two minutes. Yeah. <laughs> it's a lot of back and forth. It's yeah. a lot of um, uh, working off of each other's work, essentially. You know, mm -hmm. Richard would would write episodes. Uh, in, in first draft format, and then I would start taking those first drafts and, you know, highlighting the things that I thought could, could work towards uh, the online mystery. Mm -hmm. And, I mean, to be perfectly honest, um, I didn't know where we were going to go with it until I had, had, had gotten through a fair amount of drafts right. of, the, of the other episodes because that, that was my material. Those are my ingredients, right? Um, and then uh, we mentioned earlier this, this moment where... Um, they were on set, they were shooting the, the episodes, and I realized that something was happening uh, on set that was going to completely break the mystery. <laughs> they were going to give away something. I think it was right. very giving, yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah. I was like, that that's going to, oh dear. <laughs> so it was a very, very, very intense moment of writing this email and saying, guys, we, we need to yeah. obfuscate some right. fact um, I think when we read the email, we were like in the middle of someone getting murdered and it was like, oh, this is <laughs> not the email we wanted right now. Well, it, it's interesting because these things, uh, a murder mystery on film uh, is like a big puzzle, you know, and mm -hmm. all the pieces have to fit exactly and perfectly. Otherwise, you know, you're giving things away and there's no mystery. Mm -hmm. yeah. uh, but to have two components or more uh, sounds very complicated to me. Yeah, and I think too, just like building off, like, you know, where I was, I was doing the writing, I was also needing to hear from him what clues did I need to get specific shots for too because right. it wasn't it wasn't necessarily like hey get a wide and like we're gonna have Michael's screen and yeah. computer screen in it he was like no we actually need to know Michael's password going into You're it right, right, right. we actually need to pick up on this address we need to pick up on a few things here and so you know as I said I would give stuff on the scripts and then he would say okay well I need this element in here so he would come back notes and I'll be okay we'll I have to figure out how I'm mm -hmm. gonna get this in here and also try and make it 
happen organically. It can't. It couldn't yes. be just like, oh, we have to cut to this immediately. Yeah, you know, yeah. to this shot. Oh, it's a clue. Mm-hmm. Um, it was. It was trying to make sure that it was layered in there properly and not too obviously for a for an audience. We wanted to have like a little bit of sophistication, but not too much. Yeah, and there was sort of like I had a a, a wish list of shots for for B roll or, or whatever you want to call it. Mm-hmm. Um, so I could I could pass that along to say yeah. like you know these are the clues that I'm looking for. Here's how I would like that yeah, to come this across. Is, these are the visual. Yeah. These are the visuals I need. Um, why uh, a murder mystery? Was it? Specifically, I mean, we've talked about the popularity of them, um, but was that the the best form for this immersive experience? I mean, a romantic comedy would be a completely different thing. Right. Uh, so it, what, was that the, the It was a romantic or... comedy at one point. I think they fall in love with the wolf now. <laughs> <laughs> and it, 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 it ends with him running through an airport. Yeah. <laughs> I don't, so. don't want to see that meet you. <laughs> no, no. That, that's season two, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, I think when one thing that uh, with Ryan Lessing, our exec, um, and Bob Lackey, who was one of the creators as well, um, when we were talking about the type of story that we wanted to create, the idea of exploring a noir mystery in Toronto seemed new and fresh. Right. I mean, there's been a lot of cop shows and yep. mysteries and stuff like that, um, Murdoch mysteries. You yeah, know, and like Heat and things like that. Sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, but, but specifically in Toronto, I think that's like something that was like new and appealed to us. And I think we wanted to really stand out from a production value as well, like really having a specific look to it. Right. Um, that, you know, we have the interrogation scenes, we have a bit of the blinds, like a little, an yeah. ode to, an homage yeah. to um, mm-hmm. that world. And I think that I don't know, some just our sensibilities all seem to gravitate towards a mystery of some sort. Um, and I'm also just naturally a bit of a dark person. Um, <laughs> so it was easy for me to kind of get into the mindset. I had also come off of um, the show Hannibal. I had been a oh, shadow yeah. for um, Vincenzo Natale and loved that show, love yeah. how beautiful it is. Um, uh, and so we, I personally was just like, that would be something that would really interest me that, you know, on our limited budget, how can we pull off something within this, the world mm-hmm. of that. So that was kind of my experience. Yeah, and it's definitely a genre that, that I enjoy consuming as well. Yeah, yeah. Um, but that's also to say, I mean, let's say it was a rom-com. Uh, there would just have been a completely different digital component. It wouldn't have been the same um, yeah. because the uh, um, it, it might feel like, oh, well, this is the only type of genre you can make one of these experiences for. Um, you just have to use different platforms, different technologies, and really explore the themes of whatever it right. is that your your story is about. Um, and that all comes through the creative process, you know, sitting down and really breaking apart uh, the core components of that story and then mapping those to online platforms. And, you know, for instance, I would say if you're doing uh, something that's a rom-com, you would look at dating sites, right? right? right. How, yeah, how, yeah, do we, yeah. how do we yeah. tell this story on Tinder? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Right? Swipe left. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm speaking with uh, Stefan Grambart and Richard Rotter, two of the people behind Damaged. Uh, it's a digital psychological thriller and interactive experience. We've been talking about, you know, creating something that is in one way traditional. It's a television show for online, but you know, we, we, uh, we understand the form. And then also the added element of the online experience that goes along with that. And... I'm interested uh, in in finding out. Um, well, it, it's up there now. It's up there now. How many people are are using this? I mean, what's the the metric for success of this? You don't have to give me numbers, but but did people go? Oh yeah, this is so cool right away. Or how do you, how do how do people find out about it? I'll be. I mean, I think for us actually, like as a web series, to have 
been able to have a broadcaster pick up, yeah. pick us up. That mm. was huge. That yeah. doesn't happen. I mean, you know, like, as I said, I, I referenced YouTube, but YouTube's making their own content. Yeah, yeah. That is their, you know, network. Um, but the fact that T&E saw something in our, in our show, loved it, and um, have been doing this, like, rollout with us, I think was a big measure of success for us. Yeah. Because ultimately, we also saw the web series as, like, this is what we can make for X amount of money. Right. Now give us some more money. Mm-hmm. Give, us, give us a little bit more freedom to actually move on to another show. So we've actually like had a bunch of um, pitches to networks now because of this. Um, so from like our standpoint, creatively, it's been a success. And I mean, I, I'm not sure what the numbers are for like the game necessarily, but we've no, had, we've, we've had, had really good views. But yeah, yeah. You get, but you get good views and things. And, and I, I, I love the idea that, that you can, that, that uh, of the immersive element to it. My wife loves murder mysteries. And so we'll watch something. If it's a continuation of Hannibal, for instance, she loved Hannibal. And and all during the week, I would have to hear, well, you know what I think? I think <laughs> that he, and then I think that, and and this, what you've done here is just create sort of an outlet for that. Uh, yeah, absolutely. Um, and, and I think people like that. I think people want that. Yeah, mm-hmm. and I think that that's always a, a really good secret to creating one of these experiences is to look at um, what the audience for that, either that type of show or that yeah. specific show um, already are, are doing yeah. and then leverage that. Uh, so just uh, to, to speak of another project, um, I worked on the uh, digital component for uh, Big Brother Canada oh, yeah. for the first three seasons. Yeah, yeah. And uh, when we went into it, we knew, okay, well, the U.S. version is very popular in Canada. And one of the things that we noticed was that the fans were all getting uh, together online and making predictions. And this was one of the top things that people were doing throughout the week was predicting what was going to happen in the household. So we said, and I mean, I was not a big fan of, of, of Big Brother. I never watched it really right. a lot beforehand. I had, you know, a, a, the odd show here and there. And this this project forced me to watch all of it. And I became a huge fan, uh, if just on the production of that show and how it's created. And when we come back, we'll pick up the rest of that story and we'll talk to Big Brother mega fan <laughs> Stefan Greenberg <laughs> no! and director Richard Rotter from Damage. Stay with us. We're talking about the web series Damaged. It's a digital psychological thriller about a young man who tries to unravel the mystery of a local gang and their connection to a serial killer called The Wolf. And you can find it on uh, uh, the T&E YouTube site. Uh, go f- to damagedtheseries.com for more information. And we were talking about uh, creating the, the sort of the immersive end of this because there is a very cool uh, immersive end, which is at damagedtheseries.com which you can look for clues and kind of follow along and enhance your experience. We're talking about how does all that happen, where do the ideas come from, and Stefan Grambart, uh, the web master, the creator of all this, the the guru, the tech guy the, whose official title I can't remember I have to right put now. so many titles on my business card <laughs> here. Like, it's, it's, there's no room. And, and call me because I'll give you more uh, <laughs> off the top of my head later. Uh, but uh, we, you were just talking about how you worked on Big Brother, mm-hmm. And you'd have to get up very early in the morning uh, to sort of make sure that that the, the website was filled. But you were doing it in relation to what the fans wanted, right. what they were already doing, which is how it relates back to Damaged. My wife is a huge fan of murder mysteries and throughout the week talks about them, thinks about them. True Detective was a, a chore mm-hmm. to get through because every week it's like, I don't know, the dolls mean, you know. <laughs> And 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 uh, but you're you're just responding to what people want anyway, and you, right. were, you were relating that to Big Brother. Yeah. Uh, so so the idea was that with well with Big Brother it was the um, 
the predictions, right? right? But uh, essentially, the the um, experience for the the audience is then was I right? Mm-hmm. You know, I made these predictions early in this week, and now I'm going to watch the the live episode. And was I right? Did did the things I predicted come to pass? Uh, and it's the, it's the same with with damaged, where uh, you're going through a um, extended experience online and there's a mystery to solve, which is actually a parallel mystery to what's happening on, on the show rather than being the same one. Right. right? Um, but you're trying to solve um, for X. And and by the end of it, you, you know, either you were right or you weren't. And, right. and either, we hope that the, the um, best result is that, A, you were right and you feel good about yourself, or B, you were wrong, but you were pleasantly surprised by the answer. Right. And and had fun, yeah. You know, touring around and, yeah. and 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 doing it. And so, is this uh, now going to be your standard moving forward, Richard? Richard Rogers, my other guest, to the director of Damaged. Is this your standard moving forward now that there will always be kind of an immersive experience to the projects you work on? I think that we've kind of got a really rock solid team that um, came together on this on this uh, show, and I think that moving forward, th- there is a hope that we'll be building out more experiences. We've got like one pitch that we're going out with right now that we just had a fantastic meeting with a broadcaster, um, and part of it was they, they got really excited about the this digital media component that we're offering too. And I think you know it's tough in Canada to find funding, and when you can go to <laughs> yeah, when you can go to a broadcaster and say, hey, you know we're able to access a bunch of this cash because of a digital media component. Their eyes light up. Um, And a lot of people still do not understand the digital media Mm -hmm. world whatsoever. So I think having people like Stefan and and Ryan, um, our exec, who really understand that world that are constantly trying new and innovative ways to create experiences for audiences um, is exciting for us. And I think it's definitely something. Yeah, because what we're seeing with Damaged in, in five years from now, 10 years from now, may look quaint. Because the thing it changes so quickly. The right? technology changes very yeah. quickly. Yeah, but there there is one rock solid constant throughout all of this, and uh, I think the credit there goes to Richard and the team that put together the linear episodes because uh, they're extremely high quality. I mean, right. the production values are through the roof, um, and that makes a huge difference when you're working on these digital media components. It's it's always. Um, Reassuring, knowing that you've got quality content to work from. Right. So I think that uh, even though the technologies will change and, and throughout, you know, other projects will always be adapting to those technologies, the core is always to A, tell a really good story and B, um, make sure that the uh, the production of that story uh, matches the quality. It's funny because we've talked about, you know, we, we're using words like immersive experience, which is a relatively new kind of term, relatively new. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're talking about, you know, the, the online components, that sort of thing. But really, you know, it boils down to some kind of old-fashioned, it sounds very high-tech, but it boils down to some very old-fashioned ideas. Yeah. Good storytelling, mm-hmm. you know, rock-solid uh, production, and, you know, you move forward from there. We're doing Good Story Plus. That's what we're yeah, offering. Exactly. Good Story yeah. Plus. Yeah, 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 yeah. And what inspired the story? I mean, you talked about Toronto, you talked about looking around. What inspired the actual story and the wolf and, and all that. Well, I think that, um, again, just going back to our maybe darker, uh, horror-ish sensibilities, um, you know, it was actually really weird when we were, not that that inspired it, but while we were shooting at the Bruce MacArthur 
stuff oh, yeah. started coming out, which yeah. was really kind of eerie actually to hear about. But I think it was, you know, hearing about stories um, within the grittier sides of Toronto. We've done research um, and uh, th- there's some crime here um, okay. that um, we wanted to explore. Um, and for me, I think honestly coming off of Hannibal, just the wolf came really naturally. They, they you know, right. Ryan and Ryan and Bob had kind of already come up with the concept of what the wolf was, but getting into the minutia of like, what does the wolf actually do to the victims and stuff like that was kind of my brainchild and seemed to come naturally out of just being in a dark cave and writing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So uh, you you say you shadowed uh, Vincenzo Natale. Yeah. As uh, Vincenzo uh, made Cube and and uh, loads of other films. I'm just he uh, just did Stephen King's latest film for Netflix. Right. That's right. Uh, yeah. In the Tall Grass. Yeah. And so and, and so Canadian guy lives in Los Angeles now, but now he's in Toronto. Now he's in Toronto. He's back in TL. Well, hello, Vincenzo, yeah. if you're listening. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, but tell me uh, about uh, what it means to shadow someone like that. I mean, it, you know, he's working at a very high level, uh, and he's oh, yeah. he's such a smart guy and such a clever director, and working on material that obviously appeals to you. Yeah, um, it was a really humbling experience because not only was I getting t- a chance to follow Nin- Vincenzo f- through prep, um, shooting, and then post, and to watch his whole work. I mean, he's an incredible story mm-hmm. board artist. Had all of his shots mapped out. It was beautiful up on set behind the camera, you know, all that kind of stuff to watch how he kind of worked through the script was amazing. Brian Fuller, who was the showrunner mm-hmm. on that, was um, really great. A great producer friend of mine, Michael Kessler, was an incredible um, person to work under as well. But then also, too, like getting in there with Lawrence Fishburne yeah, yeah. and Gillian Anderson and Matt Mickelson, like yeah. watching these stellar pros just get in there. And I don't, I mean, th- th- if you look at the scripts from Brian Fuller, he never says, you know, uh, one person walks up to Hannibal and says, how are you? Yeah. It's always the moon and Neptune have a line to, to bring us together. <laughs> and you go, wow, that sounds really corny. But then suddenly these actors are bringing these words, the Shakespearean language yeah. to life. And to be on that set was really uh, like inspiring to see what they can accomplish. I mean, they had also like a massive budget and yeah. a lot more, a bigger team. But it was it was one of those things to walk away from that experience going, okay, um, you know, what can I take from that experience and that aesthetic and see what we can bring into this? And I think there's definitely some elements that um, kind of bled through into our show. I think people want more Hannibal, too. I mean, if you I go agree. online, man, people people were not ready for that show to end. I wasn't ready. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And uh, so what's next? Well, yeah, we had uh, pitching. You talked about pitching. And that's, I mean, the perpetual state of Canadian filmmakers. Mm -hmm. And and filmmakers in general is pitch, 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 pitch. You've always got a bunch of projects sort of going, Mm -hmm. and, and you see which one lands. Yeah, and I think it's also once you once you get into it, the the secret is always to have uh, multiple projects in multiple stages, right? Yeah. You want to have something that's wrapping up, something that's in production, and then something that's pitching. So, mm-hmm. um, I think uh, I think one of the things that I want to do next is is start uh, um, internally uh, concepting new ideas. Mm. So, um, looking at technology is something that I always do. I mean, I'll I'll try to keep abreast of of all the new platforms and and trends in technology and. Uh, where things are going and, uh, you know, there's a lot of interesting stuff that's happening here in Toronto even. I think that um, as a uh, a city, we're a hub for these types of multi-platform experiences. There's a lot of really smart thinking in this city. So uh, I'm just really excited to see what else comes out. 
Mm-hmm. And Richard? Yeah, I th- well, the one thing that damage did for me, I, I've kind of had a really odd career. I've worked in kids. I've worked in yeah. reality and all yeah, this kind yeah. of stuff. Um, but Damaged um, opened my eyes to how much I really love exploring horror um, and mysteries and all that kind of stuff. So I'm going to be, I'm focusing my energies on, I've got another feature I'm working on. I, I just came off of working on the show Intervention. Mm-hmm. Um, and so uh, if you didn't know, there's an opioid crisis going on right I've now. I've heard, yes. Um, that's pretty shocking. That I was, yeah. I had some pretty like close calls um, on that show and like some really firsthand experiences seeing that. So that's kind of inspired my next project that I'm going to be working on. Um, but also like we've got another project that we're working on with Yellow Bear Productions and Insight Productions um, that as I said, we're pitching around. Can't, we, we can't really talk about, but we can say that it's, it's, it's horror-focused um, and definitely has a big Strong, uh, yeah. digital media component because, again, like there's a lot of funds that are just sitting there and yep. waiting and people waiting are... Waiting to be accessed, yeah. Yeah, and um, we've got a really strong team that has a pretty strong vision. So, and, yeah. and, well, one of the things that I love about Canadian horror is that we tend to uh, take established mythologies and then turn them on their heads a little bit. Mm-hmm. Ginger Snaps you know, Black Christmas, things oh, like yeah. that, and and, and, and and newer films as well. But we tend to sort of look at it somewhat differently. Maybe it's for budgetary reasons. Maybe it's just because, you know, we, the, where we live, it's cold. I don't know. We think about things differently. I don't know. But I like, I like a Canadian point of view on a lot of horror. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I think there's just a lot of room to, to explore within that. Canada, so. All right, let's do the shameless plug part of the uh, of the show here. So, damaged, uh, it's twelve parts, uh, but you can also see it as three half hour miniseries on Teeny's Linear Specialty Channel. That's coming in June. Uh, but tell us exactly where you can find it and what's going on with it. Sure. So, um, Teeny has their YouTube channel, which is YouTube.com/slash/TETV. Um, and then you can also access it through the WolfLives.com. Um, and then also damagetheseries.com. So you got a bunch of different portals to be able to gain entry. Stefan, was there anywhere else that you can... No, I think that that covers it. And that that allows you access then to your end of this whole situation as well, right? Yeah, the uh, the sort of digital media component um, lives primarily on Mm thewolflives.com. Well, check it out. Uh, Have a look. Thank you so much for coming in and telling us all about it. I've been speaking with uh, Stefan Grambart and Richard Rotter. Uh, Check out Damaged at the places they just told you about, Damage the Series and thewolflives.com. We'll talk to you again next week, and thanks to Mike Catherwood on the board.